You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym. And what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to talk about sex and sexuality. Today, I'm very excited. Listen to this, everybody. Okay, we have escort and spa worker, Roxy Rolla. Hello, Roxy. Hi there. <laughs> How are you? It's so nice to have you on. Not too bad, not too bad. Just, you know, hustling, hustling as as one does. <laughs> yeah, seriously, eh? I feel like that is any sex worker, you know, and as like whatever type of sex worker you are, we're all about the hustle, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> constantly busy, constantly planning things, always. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like... Um, I know you're also wanting to get involved into online sex work as well, which is like a whole other fucking production, you know, it's, it's... yeah, no, exactly. Um, I'm like working on getting my lighting and stuff like that and oh, even old, old busted lighting and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, working with the duct tape and everything. <laughs> yeah. I think we're like DIY artists, you know, <laughs> we're really good at definitely, making it work. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're good in a sticky situation, you know? We can get ourselves out of All it. Kinds. <laughs> All kinds. <laughs> sorts. <laughs> um, okay, I love, like, um, these topics. Uh, sometimes folks who are listening, sometimes I have a guest who, like, gives me some lists of topics beforehand, and some don't. Um, you did, Excellent. and I was, like, uh, so excited because um, I feel like there's a good amount of people that listen to the pod that are really interested in like what it you know what what it looks like to be a sex worker maybe if people are like interesting in hiring people or um purchasing content stuff like that or like people are thinking about doing this type of work themselves you know so i love that like our first topic has to do with like learning curves. So I I guess I want to ask the first question I want to ask is like, when is the first time you kind of encountered a moment? <laughs> like a learn a teachable moment? Um, so you know, like there's no there's no manual, there's no, you know, person to hold your hand going into it, you know, you just kind of have to feel your way out at first, you know, yeah, like, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and just kind of, um, learning what, like, 
you know, like uh, learning and accepting that, you know, everybody that you come across is going to be extremely different. You know, not one person is going to be the same. That clients, you mean? You know, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, like just uh, learning to deal with various different personalities as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> both like, uh, you know, like within clients or within like the various people that you come across as well, like that are also, you know, in the same industry. <laughs> yeah, I think that that is definitely something that you maybe wouldn't consider, you know, going into this. And then it's like, this is such a nuanced type of customer service, like, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you just really it's it's a skill that you have to develop, right? Learning how to Mm -hmm. kind of interact with with all sorts of different folks and get Mm -hmm. the information you need to get and get the screening you need to get and like all these things. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just kind of gauging um, their comfortability as well, you know, Mm -hmm. because, you know, not everybody is as forward with their sexuality as others. So, you know, kind of you know, gauging how forward you can be as well. (laughs) Yeah. How have you kind of um, figured out how to navigate that? Um, So I definitely think that like over the years of being with various like customer service, that's definitely helped, you know, like from, from, you know, being, uh, you know, cold calling people to, you know, working retail to, whatever have you, you know, like, um, all of those things, like, and the different, uh, things have definitely, uh, like the different environments have definitely, um, I think led to this moment of, uh, of being able to kind of properly gauge people, but, you know, I'm still learning. Um, and, uh, you know, like it's, it's still can, it it can be difficult at times, but, uh, it it's uh it's definitely something that you know i've learned over time yeah yeah and we have to be so adaptable you know it's mm-hmm. like ooh okay you're giving me that energy so i will counter with this energy sir like it's like mm-hmm. a constant kind of dance of like you know cuz it's all about an exchange of like oh, yes. <laughs> yeah 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 like of energy and of all that stuff so it's like it it really is dependent on like okay what am I gonna get today who am I gonna get today and Mm -hmm. (laughs) then just trying to work with whatever energy they're giving you you know Mm -hmm. exactly yeah yeah yeah. I agree I've also had like a lot of different um like customer service type jobs like retail of course and like a lot of restaurant work like um Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like service industry type stuff and it's like I feel like, honestly, it's remarkably similar to other types of customer service. Do you feel the same way or different? Oh, most definitely. Like, even when you answer the phone, it's like your your voice goes up that 10 octaves when you pick up the phone, <laughs> just like in customer service versus, like, how you speak person to person. <laughs> I think, um, tell me what you think of this. I think, like, working customer service jobs, service industry jobs, really help you um, define your boundaries, 
and which is, as we both know, extremely uh, an extremely important skill to have in our industry, right? But it's that thing oh, yeah. of like, okay, when is the customer? When does the customer stop being right? And I have to kind of, you know, subtly but politely but firmly lay down a boundary with this person. You oh, yeah. know what I mean? Because <laughs> I when I I can hear myself go into my like customer service voice when I'm like getting a little impatient with this person. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, for sure, definitely. And like you know, and, and you know, it, it could be anything from you know like some some people really want to like negotiate things, and it's like okay, no these these are the things that I've set in place mm-hmm. and that's what I decided long ago. So either you accept it or you don't. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, um, then there's, then there's, you know, like the more, the more personal boundaries, like what are you, what are you willing to accept, uh, you know, sexually or what are you accepting to participate in? Mm. Um, you know, like what acts do you, like a really hard nose <laughs> versus mm-hmm. like, okay, I mean, I'm not into that, but I could do it, I guess. <laughs> For an extra fee, sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that thing of like, okay, there are non-negotiables like my rate, you know, like mm-hmm. um, where I do my sex work or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, and then there are kind of these soft boundaries that we all that are a whole different thing we have to navigate of like, okay, um, how comfortable am I feeling in this moment? How much of a rapport do I have built up? Maybe this is a regular, in which case, I might feel, you know, more inclined to do certain activities, but maybe not with a first time uh, person coming in. Yeah. And I and I find a, I, I find a lot of girls like, and you know, like, especially with myself, too, like, mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, it definitely helps when you when you've built up the rapport with somebody and you've seen them multiple times and and you kind of get to know that person to a degree to be kind of like okay i feel safe doing this thing with that person you know yeah or like safe just you know when we feel safe in our work when we feel safe Mm -hmm. you know when we're in a room alone with a client and we feel safe with them I think that's obviously that's the ideal scenario. And that's when like real connection can start to happen, you know? And I think this is true, like mm-hmm. in the, you know, for having sex with anyone for the first time or, you know, doing kink with anyone for the first time. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah. the first time is kind of like, okay, we're kind of just sussing each other out, you know? Neither of us is mm-hmm. probably going to completely let go and lose ourselves in the activity. But, you know, if we have a good experience and like we, you know, we trust the person that's going to listen to our safe words and, you know, we're, they are demonstrating emotional intelligence with this kind of stuff, then the second time, okay, maybe we can relax a bit more. And then it's just going to get better and better. Like the play is just going to get better and better. In, and that's like also like the same with you know have like having longer time booked as well mm. you know you you can have that time to actually sit down beforehand and get to know the person a little bit you know before you just jump into things because you know time is very of the essence <laughs> yes yeah and you but at the same time you don't want to be like a clock watcher and you're trying to subtly kind of oh gosh I, I, I feel like one of my, if we're talking about lear- learning curves, Roxy, one of my first things was like 
figuring out how to do the scene that had, you know, a warm up period and then had, you know, a climax and then a cool down and do that all in the time allotted. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was very difficult for me to like, you know, be concentrating on how much time each kind of section of the scene would take and then wrapping it up in time for them to I don't know about you, but I I found music actually helped me with that. Oh, explain. Mm -hmm. So like um, either setting up a playlist or, um, you know, instead of having like an alarm or like staring at the clock, Mm. um, I, I have my alarm set to music, but it's just ever so slightly different from my playlist and it's a little bit louder so it's like okay I know I got five more minutes from this song (laughs) you know like um but but yeah or or even like creating like a playlist or something like that I found um helpful like uh you know like once it gets to this point of the song I have this much time or whatever have you like um that's really brilliant I I don't know but I'm I'm very auditory as well though so (laughs) Um, you know, like d- different things help different people, but for myself, that's, that's definitely one thing I found helped. Yeah. Especially like the thing of like giving yourself kind of the heads up alarm, like the 10 minutes to go song goes on. You're like, okay, yeah. got to wrap it up. <laughs> you know, like I've got yeah. five minutes to wrap it up and then, yeah. And I think also the other thing that was difficult for me early on was like people take different amount of times like clients um different Mm -hmm. clients take different amount of time to like wrap things up and get out the door like some linger and you're like oh you got to leave a lot more time for folks like that and some people are like boop boop they like stand up and they like basically (laughs) run out of there right so like that was another thing for me that I was like oh I don't want to like end too early um and definitely don't want to end too late because then I'm like you know crossing over um potentially to the next person's time for instance um that's going to use the space after me what has been like key for you kind of navigating that balance we said of like those soft boundaries of like what you like um versus like like wanting versus willing like that kind of stuff what is Mm -hmm. some uh yeah can you talk more about that and how you navigate that um So checking in with yourself often, Mm, you know, like I try to, uh, you know, even, even if say I, I, I did the thing that maybe I was kind of cool with, maybe I decide later, maybe I'm not so cool with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's, you know, like that's a part of the process, um, you know, and like, uh, gauging your emotions afterwards, um, you know, how you feel afterwards is, is really like a telltale sign of how you should be taking care of yourself proceeding like afterwards or going forward, you know? Yeah. I, I think that's really important. And like specifically, okay. So you did something in a session, maybe you did something new in a session that you were like, okay, I guess in the moment. And then after, what should you be paying attention to specifically? Like, I don't know if you've had that experience where something very specific happens and then you're like, aha, yeah, maybe I I should reassess. Yeah, no, exactly. Like I, you know, I've, I've had a few of those moments, um, you know, like where, where that's happened. And, um, 
you know, I, I definitely, uh, it took me a little while to, to kind of realize that like, oh, I just like really don't like that thing. So yeah, yeah. I need to make that a boundary now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. you know, like whether it was maybe, you know, uh, it, it could have been slightly triggering perhaps or, yeah. um, you know, and it, it could have just been, uh, okay, that really just didn't make me feel great about myself. And I just, that's just not for me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but in, in like in the opposite spectrum, like it's, it's funny what, what things that, you find that you're okay with versus like not okay with um can be like they can like contrast each other so hugely yeah because the odd time you try something new and you're like uh okay sure in the moment and then it ends up being like your new fucking thing that you can't stop thinking oh yeah about. <laughs> yeah no exactly or maybe you're kind of like um yeah maybe no for like years or months and then all of a sudden, like, somebody's like, okay, please. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, fine. Let's try. Let's, yeah. like, do a little bit of reading. All right. Okay, let's try. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we're, like, you know, depending on where you are kind of along your path, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, back whenever, years ago, months ago, back whenever... I, you know, I had a different relationship to this type of work, perhaps, or, you know, I had a different kind of system, as far as like, how I um, navigate, yeah, my own comfortability and uh, boundaries and all of that stuff. And it's like, that stuff's constantly changing, and you're constantly learning. So yeah, it that that happens just as many times as like the converse happens where like we try something new and then it's like, oh yeah, I'm totally fine with that now. Yeah, I wasn't fine with that before. But like now I'm in a headspace where like that's actually kind of nice. <laughs> I don't mind yeah, offering no, that exactly. for money. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was a little scary, but now you're just like, okay, no, that scary thing is just, mm, yeah. it's an adventure. <laughs> Kind of gave you a rush a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I've definitely done that thing um, where I've, um, I used to offer a thing and then my telltale thing is like, I'm an anxiety person, you know, when I'm processing mm -hmm. stuff, like my main kind of uh, vibe <laughs> is like feeling anxious about something. So like, if I'm thinking about it a lot after, and mm -hmm. for me, it would be something that like, ooh, I didn't do that as well I, as I wanted to do it, you know, because there are all these factors that, like, make me uncomfortable, stuff like that, and, like, I get anxiety about, like, not doing, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, about, like, not, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, and then, <laughs> so my decision, if I'm just overthinking it a lot afterwards of, like, oh, I didn't do that that well, and I feel bad about it, and that gives me anxiety, so then I'm like, you know what? I'm not in the best conditions for me to be able to do that thing at the caliber I want to do it at. Um, and I can't control those con conditions, perhaps. Like, mm. how comfortable life I'll feel with whoever happens to be in the room with me. So then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to modify this. Um, or, yeah, just choose to not offer it anymore. 
Yeah, exactly. Or like, yeah, only only do it at those times where you feel in the headspace to do it. Yeah, or like, yeah, th- the the situation is kind of optimal. Maybe it's a regular person I am comfortable with, and maybe mm-hmm. these other factors are happening as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really important thing, and I think that's like. Um, one of my kind of top advice things for like new sex workers as well mm-hmm. is to like just keep checking in with yourself. You don't set it and forget mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. No, do it, do it weekly, do it monthly, whatever you need to do, but do it mm-hmm. often. <laughs> yeah, because often like when you're thinking about all of this, you haven't really started yet, or maybe you've only do- done a couple appointments, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe you've only worked there for a week and like, there's no way you could set everything at stone in stone at that time in your career and have it Mm -hmm. still be applicable, you know, years down the road. So, yeah. And like, there was definitely a couple times early on where, you know, I kind of, I burnt, like I did burn myself out a a little bit and had to take like, you know, a week off or so, or, you know, like four, four or five days off or something just to, you know, get, get back to, where I felt myself again. Um, And, you know, and because of that, you know, like that was just kind of the whole check in with yourself thing like that, that became, you know, much more prevalent after that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's another thing that I feel like is probably pretty common, because like this work is like, kind of exciting right when you first start mm-hmm. it and oh, you yeah. kind of like want to oversaturate you know you want to do everything all day long and mm-hmm. then that's clearly and then that's if not you're... sustainable so and then of course you know when you're when you're new and stuff like that you know like there's there's so many other people out there they want to meet you because you're new yep the so, work is there but, but you know like it, it it it's gonna slow down no matter who you are, <laughs> no matter mm. how hot you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no matter how good you are at your gig. Um, yeah, it's like you'll get the new person bump. You'll get the new new girl bump, new human bump. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but then you know you'll you'll find out. it. You'll you'll start to find your your niche. You know, people and whatnot. And I think everybody kind of tends to get some form of regulars if they're. Uh, Mm-hmm. If they're genuine to a degree. <laughs> yeah, totally. Can you talk about like what that niche was for you? Like maybe it was, is it about branding or like, I don't know, your energy that you offer? Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, so I still feel like I'm, I'm kind of still finding that. However, mm-hmm. um, like t- I, I do, I do find I tend to attract, uh, you know, certain types. Okay. Um, okay. Um, you know, and that's, uh, you know, and that's, that's not, uh, that's not a complaint whatsoever. Um, it's, uh, you know, I think, I think in every environment, uh, you know, you know, I, I probably attract some kind of, you know, regular type of, uh, individual, (laughs) individual, I guess. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but it, but there, there's still some things I, um, that I guess like uh, pe- people are still learning about me, um, mm. mm-hmm. so like uh, you know like there's there's still a lot of different things that I haven't experienced, um, and uh, you know like that that are most definitely options on on my table. So uh, you know like I found um, 
I found kind of like a, you know, like what kind of, um, like what kind of, like, I guess, posing mm. I do <laughs> in my photos to be kind of helpful. Um, and like also, but also the various things that I'm into. So, um, you know, like I really, you know, like I really, I was always into Barbies. Mm -hmm. So like, um, you know, like I really, I really love doing like the blonde, like lots of pink Barbie girl thing, Cute. but then on the flip side, um, you know, like I'm also very tattooed and, um, you know, I like, you know, doing the more like alternative thing. So, um, so like there's definitely uh it's definitely kind of you know it's 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 hard to kind of initially find uh what niche to like what niche you're in but mm -hmm. um you know like I think uh I think I've definitely you know found found a few solid spaces that uh that I'm doing pretty well at um yeah but I think also like finding what like personal styles you're into Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um kind of helps as well um so yeah I like uh sorry like I was saying <laughs> like I was trying to say um <laughs> you know like I really like uh you know like the whole Barbie girl thing but I like the alternative thing so I kind of hop between kind of like classy but then alternative mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so um I definitely find that uh you know like there's there's definitely individuals that 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 like both of those sides or either of those sides. Um, but, uh, in, in regards to like what, if, 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 if there's something that, uh, you know, could, uh, be like my, my super niche that would just like rocket me off. Mm -hmm. Like, don't know what it is, but, uh, <laughs> I think, I think I'm in a, I think I'm in a good position though, where I'm at though. Um, success wise like i i'm i'm very happy with uh with the with the various niches that i have found <laughs> yeah i love that for you um i was uh at uh we had a ritual chamber munch recently and there was uh a new dominant there and she was kind of like picking my brain a bit about like yeah like i'm you know, I've been doing this for a while lifestyle and I'm kind of looking to take it pro like, um, you know, just like, how do I get started and stuff like this? And like, I was trying to ask her some questions surrounding like, you know, you're going to want to think about your brand, you know, and your brand is like, um, you know, you're just kind of uh, amplifying different parts of yourself. Like, and I and I looked at her and like what she was wearing because you mentioned like the aesthetic. You know, aesthetic is really mm -hmm. important in sex work, right? It's like the main thing. It's important in a lot of different types of work, especially sex work. And like, I was like, you know, be informed by your own style already, and like what that you know, how that could lend itself into your brand. I was like, look at what you're wearing. Like, you look expensive, you know, to me. <laughs> yeah. You, look, you know, you've got, like, gold jewelry, you know, a lot of, like, bold jewelry, gold, shiny jewelry. You've got, like, you know, you're, you look to be, you know, you've got some feminine stuff going on, some sparkles. Some. I was like, to me, like, if I saw a picture of you as a pro-dominant, um, I would be like, oh, she's like she's like the the like a quote-unquote celebrity dom 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, (laughs) yeah, she just looks rich and you want to like fund her life and you want to like kind of worship the, you know what I mean? Like it just inspired Mm -hmm. something in me just like looking at her aesthetic, what it already was doing, what she already was just wearing. It's like, um, I'm like, does that like if you're kind of, you know, this kind of spoiled does that resonate to you and maybe your style, like your dominating style? And she was like, oh, a thousand percent does. I was like, well, there you go. That's a start. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. And no, like, um, it, that's, uh, that's basically exactly what I, what I did <laughs> for, yeah. like for myself, you know? Um, and, like, also just, like, listening to others, like, uh, you know, taking others, like, um, like opinions, like, when you're, when, when you're asking for them or, like, when you're doing things like photo shoots. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I worked with one uh, photographer um, when, I, when I first started um, with the current agency that I'm with. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she was very much like, um, oh, like, I can see you as being kind of, like, like the like bougie Barbie meets like suicide girl. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm what I do. Yeah, yeah, okay. I can get behind that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like cl- the whole thing with the aesthetic, yeah, it's like the client is seeing a picture and then usually booking based off of, you know, a series of pictures or something like that. So it is important how people perceive you. So for instance, the photographer at a shoot would be like, Oh my God, you're giving me like rich bitch energy. I'd listen to that. If I was a new sex worker, even if I was along in my years, I would listen to that because you can always course correct also and kind of change your branding like whenever you want really. Um, Or it can morph into something else again with that thing of like, it's hard to decide before you've really done it for a while. So you might kind of find it. So give yourself mm-hmm. room to grow and like, yeah, that's great tip. Listen to people because um, that's exactly like what, like a client's perspective, you know, how you're seen, how you're perceived, how you feel to people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause like, you know, you, you know, like of course your, your, your opinion, your opinion of course fully matters, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yeah, like you, you, you don't have that same perspective that other people have looking at you versus looking at yourself in a mirror. Um, you know, you might, you know, everybody, you know, is their, their worst critic. Right. So, you know, yeah. li- you know, don't, don't listen to those, those little, those little gremlins in your head being like, <laughs> You're not hot. Everyone's hot. I have seen so many different kinds of people, women, men, non-binary, and they, so many different body types, so many different, like, you know, some, some would fall under, you know, very, um, you know, classic beauty standards where many of them don't. And Mm -hmm. I think that's so beautiful because there's always someone out there for that person or that is looking for that mm-hmm. a great point yeah so like do yourself the same favor you know because us as as providers like we know that we know you know some of the hottest conventionally hottest you know guys are sometimes the biggest fucking dicks you know um oh yeah. like that could always happen <laughs> that that you know that mm-hmm. can always happen so it's like 
give yourself the same grace because like you you know you can appreciate how all different types of folks are attractive so like yeah you conversely it's like no matter what you look like you will find lots of people that are into you what you oh, look yeah, like definitely yeah. Yeah, like you're like maybe maybe you have really big Dumbo ears, but there's somebody who is like so really loves ears and has such an ear kink. Yeah, you know, like there, yep, yep, yep. there's someone out there. 100%. <laughs> Plus, you probably have really great hearing, and there you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we're going to head into a little bit of a break, and then everyone, we will be right back with Roxy Rolla. See you in a few. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. The Bedpost Podcast is also brought to you by Club M4, the largest swingers club in the GTA. And I am on their events Instagram at Club M4 Events. And I just want to tell you all the awesome things that are happening for the month of December. Oh my gosh, so many cool things. We have Club M4's Fetish Fantasy hosted by Empress on December 18th. MILF Monday, December 19th. There is a Christmas disco and dance party on Tuesday, December 20th. By Night Wednesdays on the 21st. A comedy night on the 22nd called Bumpin' Uglies, The Naked Truth. And then we have a bunch of amazing events running right through the holidays all the way to their, get this, Glitz and Glamour New Year's Eve party on, of course, December 31st. Brought to you by the YSS, Young Swingers Society. You can find their main page on Instagram at clubm4.toronto or once again, if you want to browse through these amazing December events, go to at clubm4events. Hello everyone, welcome back. I'm here with Roxy Rolla. Hello, hello. Hi. And I thought we would, um, we never totally i think when we announced you we're like oh yes you do escort work and you do spa work and you're looking to do online work i don't know if we've ever really kind of talked about uh the differences between spa work and escorting can we kind of define that a little bit and i know it's probably going to be different for different from provider to provider what types of things they'll do in a spa environment versus wherever else Maybe you can talk about just from your personal experience, what kind of the differences are and the nuances are. Um, Yeah, for sure. So there's definitely huge differences. um, And I like there, there are many, you know, crossover similarities. um, But, uh, you know, personally, I really enjoy both. um, Whereas like some of these differences for some people, um, you know, like 
they find that you know one definitely outweighs the other depending on their preference Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but uh with with escorting um there's uh i would say kind of like two general categories um and and you know there's a lot of crossover with many different providers but uh there's, uh, you know, what's known as kind of like the girlfriend experience. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know, a little bit more, um, a little bit more personable, a little bit more chat time, um, a little bit more, um, uh, you know, uh, tenderness and, you know, like, uh, more sensual, or, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, some some guys uh, prefer the more uh, porn star experience where, you know, they want it to be a little bit more wild, a little bit more uh, changing up, uh, you know, different different positions and different acts and things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, definitely like there there can be crossover. Mm-hmm. Um but uh with spa work it's definitely um i find uh there's a lot more uh autonomy um you know like you don't have to have sex <laughs> mm-hmm. um you know like the um uh the 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 main service generally only you know um is uh what is known as hand release. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, manual, um, yep. a little manual action. Yep. Um, so, uh, you know, like there's, there's still like the sensuality, um, aspect, but it's, um, it's definitely very different there, uh, where, um, with us es- escorting, um, you know, the, the big act is expected, but, um, you know, with, with spa work, it's not always expected. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I definitely, um, I definitely, you know, like there's, there's those big differences, but, um, I find I enjoy both for those reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it kind of goes with, um, you know, what we were talking about before with, um, you know, like headspace and kind of checking in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely found kind of, uh, you know, not not always having that expectation of me kind of eased, you know, some of my own anxieties. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just being able to be in a position of a little bit more control over that. Um, however, you know, with, with escorting, you know, like sometimes, you know, you can, you know, have more experiences like going out on, on dates, like for a nice dinner and stuff like that. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. So like, it's a, uh, you know, like I, I, I enjoy both for, you know, those reasons, but, um, yeah, they're, they can definitely be very different. (laughs) Yeah, sounds like it. And and the other facet to like the way you do your work you mentioned was that you're with an agency. Is that have you um is most of your experience that you've had with agencies or with like being independent? And maybe if you could talk about the differences there a little bit too. 
Um, so there's, uh, I, I've done both, but you know, mm-hmm. like there's, there's, you know, there's benefits and negatives to both ends. Um, what's really great about being with an agency is, um, they do the screening for you mm-hmm. and they also set up, um, a safe space for you to, you know, to, to do these things, which is really, uh, you know, wonderful because, you know, not everybody wants you know, people to, you know, come to their homes or, uh, mm-hmm. or maybe they don't have the resources to, you know, go elsewhere. So, um, so that's one thing that's really, uh, really, uh, great about, um, having the agency. Um, whereas when you do independent work, you have to, you kind of have to find your own space. Um, mm-hmm. and, and one thing that's also great about agencies is that, uh, many of them do have the option for independent workers to use the space for a small fee. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's also a really, uh, really great resource for, um, you know, for, for girls that maybe want to try independent first and then maybe an agency. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely um, good to try both, but uh, safety-wise, um, especially if you're unsure or you don't maybe have the resources, um, an agency is a really good option. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like the general consensus from like, uh, sex workers who have worked both independently and with agencies and their various experiences, the general consensus kind of, kind of is like, if you're new, an agency might have a lot of this kind of, um, grandfathered in kind of, you know, safety screening, a space, um, all of this kind of stuff that will help you kind of take those tools so that when you go independent, if you choose to do that, um, you, you know, have seen like good examples of all of those things. So you're like, ah, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is how an agency would screen someone. And then, you know, um, this is what kind types of spaces are available in the city. And these are the people that own them and stuff like that. You would learn that kind of via an agency seeing how they do it. And then you can kind of take it and do it yourself if you want to do that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. Um, safety first always. Um, Cause like the, you know, the screening process um, as an independent uh, provider, you know, it, it, it can be a lot of work. Um, and I've I've heard a lot of uh, you know a lot of independent people kind of also um, you know sourcing out um, other individuals that can uh, you know work for them to do these screening things or mm-hmm. um, and the you admin. know like there's also uh, yeah exactly and you know I've I've seen a few resources online too uh, that um, uh, that are you know specifically. Um, just like uh, admin programs um, that are for uh, providers um, where it's just like a small group of independent uh, people that um, that kind of work together for these people so um, I'm not entirely sure what like uh, what what like the rates and stuff like that would be for that but um, but you know that's definitely something worth looking into uh, you know if there's if somebody's you know wanting to look into doing something more independent. Um, can you talk about, um, just out of curiosity, what kind of screening when you um, did independent work, what kind of screening you did and why perhaps? Yeah. So uh, one thing I like to do is um, 
I kind of like to do uh, what a lot of websites do for ver verification. Um, I ask for current a current and valid ID. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and then I asked the person to send me a selfie holding that as well. Um, just so that I can compare the two, make sure everything's all, all good. Mm -hmm. And also, um, within, uh, within the course of our interactions, um, like, uh, like prior to meeting, um, like feeling out like how, how they interact with me like are they respectful uh with how they're speaking to me mm -hmm. and um and their language towards me um and stuff like that and just kind of being aware of those things um because uh you know like so, uh, you know some some people some people are uh, a little bit um you know perhaps maybe they're too forward or it could be a little bit it could it could come up as a little bit of a red flag to you if uh, for sure if uh, you know with uh, with the use of some of their language sometimes hundred <laughs> percent. And what's great about being independent is that you can dictate whatever right you know you want to give whatever person. <laughs> so if they're giving you a bit of a hard time, then it's like oh well okay. Suddenly, look at that. Congratulations. Uh, the mm -hmm. rate just went up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, like, that's, that's, that's another thing, you know, like, uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, um, having, having, uh, you know, like, that's, like, having rates that, um, that res like that that respect yourself, you know. <laughs> yeah. What do you feel good um, at? Yeah. Like really, kind of considering that, you know, what is your mm -hmm. time worth? How much admin are you putting into this? Like, because you should, you know, think about that too when you're thinking about your rate. Like, how many time, how many hours a day are you on your phone? Promoting, screening, back and forth with clients, booking, you know, a space like. And then all the things of like that we do, because as we said, aesthetic is so important in our industry, all of the things we do to maintain our physical experience, like um, our physical appearance, Nails, pardon me. hair. Yeah, like it all costs money because you have to do it all regularly. And it's like, okay, really try to think of like, you know, what your budget is here for everything and like what makes sense to put hourly. Exactly. And like what you feel good about, but also what's make what what ensures that you are making money, because you know sometimes you might want to do that thing of like oh well I'm gonna get more volume if I set my rate a little lower and it's like but if the volume's not coming then like you might not you know make be able to pay the bills that month so maybe you need to adjust some things. Yeah, and like you know like that's that's also like with with independent versus. Um versus agency like there's a lot more room to uh to to change those rates um mm -hmm. versus with an agency not so much maybe with like uh very specific um you know services but other than that it's pretty pretty general across the board yeah it is what it is and you don't have much influence over that mm -hmm. yeah and then also, like, I think part of it is, like, the longer you're in the industry, I don't know, I feel like the 
you have gained so much more skill and experience perhaps in what you do that like it's like okay this would have been a rate I would be happy to start at like I was like oh my god mind blown when I first started making that an hour but now it's like well you know people start at that hour and I've been in the industry mm-hmm. for years and gonna fucking yeah, and don't and and don't be more. afraid to and don't be afraid to raise those rates yeah you know like it, it goes with both one checking in with yourself and two like how long have you been doing it for mm-hmm. and you know maybe maybe that thing isn't as exciting anymore and that you know like it, it would help to kind of add a little extra there <laughs> Yeah, because it's like your happiness is so important. Your mental well-being is so important. And if you and you'd get you'd you'd get a raise at a regular you'd get a raise at a regular job. So why not give yourself that raise that you deserve? There you fucking go. Yes. Yeah. Like you should get a raise every year at minimum from a job. So like if you haven't done that, hey, you're owed a couple years maybe. So (laughs) boosted extra. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I think the other thing that's important is like, you know, this kind of work like ebbs and flows all over the fucking place. So can I ask you what um, you do as far as like diversifying your income? Like so that, you know, if this is slow, maybe there's this other thing you could depend on just to make sure that you do have all your bases covered. Um, Yeah, for sure. So um you know, like, you know, definitely there's different seasons and, you know, with COVID kind of going in and out, there's a lot of unpredictability still there. Um, So, uh, you know, like trying to find new ways of, you know, marketing yourself. Yes. Um, So, uh, you know, finding different, um, different ad sites that you can post on, um, you know, there's, there's all different kinds. Um, I don't need to list them, (laughs) but, uh, I don't need to list them, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, like, um, doing things like that, um, and, uh, you know, like, um, like I mentioned before, I'm, I'm looking into, uh, to doing some more video stuff. Um, which is quite new for me. So I'm a little intimidated, but I'm excited. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. can you tell me about what, or what made you make that decision that you wanted to kind of branch out into online as well? Um, so, uh, expanding my reach, Mm um, you know, like, um, not, you know, because there's, you know, there's only so many people in one city and not everybody can travel to see you especially if you're on you know various social media sites and people from you know perhaps different countries and continents are you know following you and and you know they're interested in you so Mm -hmm. um you know why not why not make uh you know make it become available uh online so you know if i i maybe i can't go to uh a different country now but you know they can see me another way And support me another way. Yeah, I think that's 100% what I learned, like, pandemic times when I wasn't really able to offer um, in person was like, oh, wow, doing online 
that actually opens you up. Now, now geography is not a hurdle in any way. Like I can session with anybody anywhere. And that was kind of wild. And people really got excited about that because as you said, like, you know, on social media, like people can follow you from wherever in the world. Right. So like when you offered them the opportunity that they could do an online session with you, um, they were like over the moon because they're like, oh my God, you know, it was never, that was never accessible to me and now it is. So I feel like that's a big, that's a really big market that you, you don't have when you're just in a city doing in person, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whether that be OnlyFans, Pornhub, or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever those, whatever website you decide to choose, um, you know, again, like, there's so many different options, and, you know, I find, you know, you gotta find which one's right for you, do a little bit of research, and, uh, you know, like, I, um, I think I found a a couple websites that I'm uh, that I'm looking into right now that I'm preparing to uh, to drop some stuff on. So hopefully, can I ask yeah. what you what you look for in like a platform, like what you look for in a website that made you would make you choose one over the other? Um, yeah, actually, that's a really great question. I um, I, I looked into so many different ones. Um, uh, I I found like there's there's a you know, a lot of people watch Pornhub, so I was like, okay, let's see what this is all about, um, and, uh, looking into what their creator rates were, um, it seemed like, uh, you know, it's very kind of similar to YouTube, where, um, you know, after so many views, you know, and it gets picked up more, and it gets bumped more, and all those algorithm things, that was great, okay, Um, and then, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some other websites, they have kind of similar, uh, similar style, um, creator, um, creator rates. Um, and then, you know, like there's, there's OnlyFans, which is great. It works for so many different people. Um, however, my personal issue was, uh, you know, just the, the many issues that have kind of come across over the years of, um, them kind of being up and down with, uh, adult content, um, and what, what they're, what they allow on there. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and, you know, I've heard so many horror stories of, uh, you know, people that have been on OnlyFans since it first started and, you know, years of their content being taken down because they've changed the policies. So, uh, (laughs) that was, that was, that was one, the, personally why I, um, I had, I didn't get into OnlyFans, um, Mm -hmm. perhaps I might in the future, I don't know, um, but, uh, the one that I'm looking at right now is, um, uh, is Clips for Sale, which is, seems a little bit more like, um, a distribution website. You know, where you can just mm-hmm. kind of, um, uh, like, uh, host your, uh, or, like, post and host your, uh, your video content, um, and then set it at a price, and it's, um, and, and people can download it for that price. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, like, it's, uh, it's a little bit more direct in that way, 
Um, Mm -hmm. but I think also, um, you know, finding, um, finding other platforms that you can share that with. So, um, what I'm hoping to do, uh, is once, um, once I've got some, uh, some content, uh, ready to post, um, to, you know, use one of those other websites like RedTube or Pornhub or whatever, um, and, uh, share like shorter clips to direct to my, um, to my video content that's, uh, available for purchase. So, uh, so, you know, um, I'm hoping that, 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 uh, marketing aspect might work out in the long run, but, uh, yeah. You know, that's uh that's kind of that's that's sort of what I've what I've learned so far with uh um what what various video platforms that are available out there right now. Yeah. Something to take away from that when you talked about, you know, someone's the horrifying thing of like, oh my god, if you're on a platform for years and then you suddenly get banned or deleted or they hold, withhold your funds or like whatever it is, that's the thing we have to do of like, never just put all your eggs in one basket, whether it's a social media um, account, like beyond multiple, whether it's like your adult content creation platform of choice, it's like, don't just be on one, be on a couple at least. And it's, yeah, the same thing with like, um, payment processors too. It's like, Take, take a couple. Don't just take PayPal because they're, you know, anti-sex work and they can just seize everything. And it's like you also always have to think about what if this was, what if one of these things was taken away? Could I, you know, would I still be okay? Would I still be able to have reach? Would I still get sales? Would I still, you know, like all of... All of that stuff. The policies are constantly changing on all of these platforms. Constantly. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you're a kink provider, it's like, wow, you, you might wake up one day and they suddenly say, you know, a kink is not, they're just going to delete everything. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's like from a kink that used to be totally okay on this platform. It's like some, suddenly someone decided. Um, so it's just like, yeah, be everywhere. And that's, and it's tough. It's so tough to sustain having to do all these multiple things at once. But in my opinion, like, yeah, if I'm thinking about advice for new sex worker people, it's like, do you have to do, to have longevity in this business and to survive, you know, you have to do a lot of different things because the nature of being a sex worker is like, we're not really allowed anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're everywhere only temporarily. But it's, su- it's such a gray area in so many places. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Everywhere, like everywhere we exist, right, could be temporary. So, but like, luckily, we're all fucking survivors and we all will make it work and we'll bounce back and we'll be even better and all that stuff because we're fucking strong fucking people. But that's. I think that's such good advice to just like have your hand in as many pots as possible as 
often as constantly as yeah, possible. Yeah, even if even like, if that means like having a vanilla job on top of it or whatever works for you. There you go. Exactly. Like <laughs> yeah, even if you're just one day a month there, you know, just something to fall back on. Some you got to make a safety net for yourself because, as we said, like. You know, no one's looking out for us. We'll just get kicked out anywhere. So, like, you got to make sure that you, you're you covered. You have that plan B in action mm-hmm. um, should something else fall through. What I will, what I will say, because we're going to wrap up now, um, is I'll ask you if there's any, anything we didn't cover yet that you think is important to kind of add to this conversation of, like, things you learn and, like, maybe, you know, starting sex work and longevity anything you wanted to say that we didn't cover yet whether you don't tell you know maybe maybe your friends don't know maybe your family doesn't know um but like finding or a group of people that does know that you can rely on um you know not only just not not only for safety but um you know to be able to have somebody to talk to about what you're doing um so important you know like you know, to be able to vent um you know yeah. it's so important to find a group of people or individuals that you feel comfortable with talking to about those things yeah i think that's a great a great place to end on um because we talked about all the ways you can like be looking out for yourself and moderate monitoring your own boundaries and looking out for your own safety and it's like yeah something we didn't mention yet is like a support system is so very important um to be able to sustain honestly any type of work everyone else has co-workers who they can vent to we it's important for us to have that too yeah you know it- or people who just are open to hearing about you know and offering emotional support and troubleshooting and all that stuff yeah. and there's such an, a huge online community for that you know of other providers yeah you know in the same city as you maybe they're not in the same city as you but you know there's somebody out there that you 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 can probably talk to definitely yeah if you don't have like because a lot of sex workers you know might not be out to friends and family and people in their lives so it's like don't forget there's also just a massive online community um that you can use as a resource that can do exactly that same thing for you of just being a supportive figure in your life and someone you can just openly talk about without shame without judgment because we we deserve that like anyone in any job deserves that you know to be able to bitch about stuff, complain about stuff, learn from other people that do the same work, all the things, right? Exactly, exactly. It's just, it's a job, people. Mm-hmm. It's just a job. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, Roxy, Foxy Roxy, um, tell me about all the places we can find and follow you, and then also tell me about, there's like a Christmas event going on with your agency, that I want you to tell everyone about as well. I'm on Twitter. Um, it's uh, Foxy Roxy Music CA or Roxy Rolla, and um, on uh, on Instagram, I've got uh, some you know a little bit more vanilla stuff. You know, nothing too crazy. So uh, you know, if you're at work and you wanna. You want to have a little browse? Um, <laughs> I'm at. It's uh, safe to do so. Yep, yeah, I'm at uh, Foxy's <laughs> Fantasy on Instagram. 
So I'm at Sassy's Toronto, and um, they're having a great event. It's called the Holiday Orgy, and there's uh, six girls so far set up, and we're all going to have some fancy drinks, get dressed up, and have some fun. Um, but yeah, you can uh, go on their website. Um, it's uh, Sassy's, again. And... Um, they, uh, the booking information is on the website there and, uh, hope you can make it out. Um, because I'm not going yet, but if there's enough of you that come, I might go. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. For me, folks. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm at the lady pin one on Twitter. That is definitely where I'm the most active, but if you must go on over to Instagram, I'm at the lady pim on there and at the bedpost podcast. We have a Patreon. It is the bedpost show. We have a YouTube channel. It is also the bedpost show. And I never like to go an episode without thanking the lovely lady who does all the original music for the podcast. She is Stephanie Copeland. You can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com. Roxy, this has been such a lovely chat. Thank Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much. Thank you, and I hope everyone listening enjoyed it too. We will see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality. Until then, get fucked, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.